welcome to another episode of Unpublished. My name is Amy. And I'm James. And today's going to be the final episode of this season and of this year. And we just want to say thank you so much for being with us this year and for moving through this year with us. And we're so glad that you're listening and that we get to talk to you. It's been beautiful. Yeah, it's been so nice, especially in this year where we haven't always had to have get got to have face to face with people Mm. so nice to know that we've had you guys out there listening to us and yeah um and honestly it just like knowing that you are there out there listening to us makes it so much easier for us to do the podcast yeah it's so lovely the feedback we've been getting and just the community that we feel on this podcast has been really treasured to us this year so thanks thank you thank thank you so much and every every time someone sends a message or any time anyone leaves a review like it honestly just fills up with so much joy like we always this makes us feel like it brings us a little smile for that whole day. Yeah. So thank you. So thank you so much. Today we're going to talk about creative relationships and relationships within a creative family. So I will talk about mine and James's relationship as two creatives, but also I want to touch upon issues of being a creative and having a partner who is not creative or being a creative who and you're in a family of people who don't understand your artistry and who don't ha- have the empathy um, to see you and what you're doing. Um, and I want to start off by beginning this conversation by talking about um, just an element in our day to day was we were, we needed to do the podcast. Uh, we've been procrastinating doing the podcast and James did not fucking want to do the podcast in any way. And I did. And I just thought it was an interesting um, example of like relationships and managing each other's creativity and managing where each, each other is at and me and James are so lucky because we are both creatives um, and we are both artists so we get to go on this journey together especially as business partners but even with that beautiful dynamic we still have to manage like energy levels and like different creative paths and different creative motivations and and, and literally 10 seconds ago I, I was noticing that having to be played out yeah I'm just done for the year and you know I think we have such different rhythms I'm, I'm just so happy just to say I'm done for the year like fuck mm. everything I'm done mm. and I don't think that's what the way things that you work on necessarily mm. Yeah, and I think it's in- interesting, like, even though we are so lucky and we both are creatives, like, there's still so much to navigate mm. in that. Like, we do have such different rhythms. You are very difficult to work with because... Not... You're, I mean, you're a delight. Oh! oh. <laughs> you're a fucking delight to work with, but when it becomes difficult to work with you is when um, your rhythm won't match mine or my rhythm doesn't match yours and you are like, no. I need the rest or I need to do this and I'm on a different page and we have to somehow come together. I have such an intense sensitivity to my energy levels. Like I know that I'm incapable of good work at the moment, at the moment basically. So yeah. it's just, I just immediately go, I feel uncomfortable here. I feel mm-hmm. like I don't have any energy here. So why would I bother? Yeah. Whereas I'm a pusher. <laughs> I push. I push people. Yeah, and I think that's just an interesting dynamic uh, of two creatives working together. And even though we are in this, like, really, like, I really feel so lucky that I'm with another creative. Um, there is still so much to navigate there because we're two individual artists. Just watching Frodo drink from the water bowl. He just hasn't had any water all day. And then podcast starts. Podcast starts. He's like, time to drink. <laughs> His own rhythm as well. Yeah. What are we talking about? My class, classic dog. Um, just just talking about how 
that even though we are both creatives, there's still a lot to navigate there. And mm. I talk to a lot of creatives who are like, my partner just doesn't fucking get what I'm doing. And um, whilst I feel like me and James are in a really lucky situation because we both understand the creative process, there's still lots to navigate, whether you're in a relationship or you're in a family with people who aren't artists or whether you're in a family with people who are also creatives because everybody has their own rhythms. Everybody works in their own ways and everybody's got different projects, different journeys and different goals that they're working on. Yeah, I mean, it used to be hard for me, I think, when you would come home from work and you'd want to write and I'd be like, but you've just been working all day. Like, mm. I want to see you and you're going to... I mean, I don't think it ever really came between us too much, but sometimes I'd be like, why yeah. are you... And also I'd look at you and I wouldn't get it. I'd be like, well, why are you putting yourself through so much difficulty right now? Like, you're exhausted. Why are you... And it comes once again down to my sort of stories around rest, but it's like, why would you write now? Like, you're too tired. Like, mm. I was looking at you being like, you're too tired. Like, and I, I don't think I gave you a lot of mental space in my mind to be like, oh, no, she's doing this because, like, and obviously, there were. I think if you look back at how you were creating back then, it, as you would acknowledge, like there were, you probably weren't creating optimally. No, I wasn't. but at the same time, I, I wasn't like supporting you heaps by, mm. or by like helping you to navigate that because I didn't understand, I didn't know. Yeah, and I think I talk to a lot of creatives and I work with a lot of creatives who don't, who ha- who have partners, who have families, who just can't understand their creative drive. And a really good example that you've just brought up, like coming home from muggle work and you haven't seen your partner, and you're like. Yeah, they want to see you, but you have said that you will write for half an hour after work. And there's just a misdirect and they don't understand that you have a boundary there. They don't understand how important this is to you. And that can be really challenging. And I want to acknowledge how challenging that can be. And it requires so much communication and and so many boundaries. And, and that's energy in itself. And so it can be like a very energetically draining process uh, when people aren't on board in your home as to where you're at in your creative journey. Yeah, I wonder, I mean, obviously it became so much easier for us when I started writing myself. Mm. And I wonder if that's sort of like a key to it. Maybe if, if you have a partner who doesn't, they don't have a lot of hobbies or mm. um, if you have family members who don't have a lot of hobbies, trying to encourage them to pursue their own hobbies maybe mm. would make it easier for you. I must say, like, I feel so blessed as soon as you started writing your books, like the rhythms that we were able to get into together and because we were able to coordinate our like habits and routines, creative routines, it, my life became so much easier because we were able to do everything together and it felt much more intentional. It felt more validating. For sure, because then when we sat down to write together, we weren't like we weren't taking up time that we could have been spending together because we were both doing the same task anyway yeah it almost became like a group activity in a way yeah it does it feels like that Mm. yeah and that's a real blessing and like it's still so much harder for me to write without you writing yeah yeah i mean i now i've got a bit addicted to it really yeah when we when i need to do creative work and you are either not in the mood or we've fell out of routine or it's a completely different project I find it much harder to motivate myself without you being by your side. There's just something about having a partner there that's doing the work Mm. and you're like, okay, well, I guess I should do the work too. Yeah, I must say, actually, just as a side note, it's... I think it's important not to then compare how much work you're getting done in your session with your partner if you do do that because Amy all can write maybe twice as fast as me. Mm. So like we'll both sit down and I'll write 500 words and she'll write 1,000 in the same time period. And I think that's just like 
don't make it a competition if you're going to do that. Yeah, and I think that's a really good thing to bring up because if you are, you know, in a relationship with another creative, competitiveness is a really interesting thing. And especially, I mean, I can only imagine how complicated it gets when it comes to if you're both professional creatives, like people who have become, you know, professionally uh, more, in inverted commas, successful. Your partner is more, inverted commas, successful than you. Uh, the surety you have to have in your art and who it is that you are and what you're doing would be you know big work Mm. um but yeah making sure that you know what it is that you are doing do you ever feel that our relationship like our creativity kind of blends together or do you feel like we're on separate paths i think uh businesses where our creativity blends together massively and obviously we share the details of our books but i don't i'm very still i'm even private about my books with you you are like, very private with your books uh, it's not something i feel like i have to share with you or even i want to share like i i like to have a very complete picture of my book like i don't want to talk about my first draft when i'm writing it that much yeah um so i think you've probably learned to stop asking me about it yeah i that he's completely right like whenever i ask james about his book he's very shut off he holds his books very close to him. And so it's interesting, even again, like we're both authors, but you, it's still important for you to hold it close to like, yourself. I'm happy to talk about output. Like, am I getting through it? What mm. stage am I up to? But I'm not really at this stage, um, especially also with, I, I don't want to talk about it with Amy because uh, it's often like, I don't know, maybe it's like, I don't mind talking about with my with like a writing group or something because there's then it's just stupid it's stupid I have I probably should get better at talking more with you because I like I don't want to put you in sort of from my I don't want to put you in a position where you have to see my bullshit like you have to see my crap yeah which is so stupid yeah um and I'm like oh I don't want to tell Amy about this lame plot point because like she'll just think it's lame which is totally untrue <laughs> yeah it's a story it's so stupid I mean that's the vulnerability that writing books and and making art brings up. You know, Mm. I think a lot of people and a lot of creators would resonate with that. And a lot of people who have a partner or have family members who they want to share their art with, but they don't feel comfortable sharing that art with either because they've been betrayed or because they, again, they like, just like what you said, you feel too vulnerable. I still feel super vulnerable when I tell you, um, like my stories, like the other day when I had a new story idea and then I said it out loud and I was like, just got this like wave of shame. And I was like, that is the stupidest <laughs> that's the thing is that idea as I've ever leaves, said. As soon as it leaves your brain, it always sounds so stupid. But like when you, but from my perspective, when you told me a new story, story idea, I was so delighted with it. Mm. And you know, I have a partner who's a creativity coach and writes out creativity and I'm still reticent to talk to her about my creativity. Like I think that just goes to show it's really fucking hard. Like mm. Amy is the most approachable person to talk about my book to. Like more approachable than anyone I could possibly think of. And whenever I do talk to her about it, I get nothing but love back. And I still don't want to do it. Mm. Like what is that? It's a real vulnerable heart of what yeah. it is to create. So if you know you if you have family members or a partner or friends who you find it really hard to talk to about art, just know it's like probably your own shit you're working through as well yeah like it's not necessarily like maybe there's a story there about um because i'm saying as i'm saying to you like i have the most accepting easiest to talk to partner about this sort of stuff and i still don't do it so mm. it's obviously work i have to do it myself there yeah i mean not negating any experiences that you've had in your family or with your partner because you know a lot of us go through a lot of negative stuff because sometimes people really find it very hard to understand what it is that we do as creatives and they have their own stories about what artists do you know they might be people who think you know it's just play or you shouldn't take it seriously like there's so much baggage that they could put onto you i think it is as james said really important to acknowledge also what stories do you have first because that's what you can control
control and like asking yourself hold on like is this me projecting we project so easily and i do it all the time like i know that some you know that a lot of society thinks that you know, I should have had a backup job or that this is, you know, silly. And so therefore, when I feel very vulnerable and I talk to someone about it, you know, I'll be looking for that story reflected back at me through them. Mm. And sometimes it's not there. And just being aware of that, being aware of those vulnerable parts of you so that you can pick up the stories when you're telling them and, and notice them and begin the work to change them. I must say like that at certain points in my, my writing journey, I am much more willing to share my work with amy like i'll give you a more completed draft to read and i'll just i think i'll start i mean my first novel i probably started talking to you more and more about plot points like around the third or fourth draft Mm. just trying to iron stuff out Mm. because often sometimes i mean sometimes i think it's there's very little point in talking to someone about your book in the first draft yeah and that might be just for me i think that's probably not a universal law of any kind but because i'm just like I'm just working through the book. Like, I haven't even started working through the bullshit mm. in the first draft. I'm just getting it down there. Mm. So sometimes I think I don't want to burden you with like talking to, about stuff. I'm just going to change anyway. Yeah. And I think that's a really good point. Like, again, like I, we, I speak to a lot of creatives who are like, I really wish I could talk to my partner about this. And I totally resonate and understand because, you know, I do have great joy talking to James about creative projects that I'm working on but there is a time and a place where we need to keep our ideas safe and I think so many like nearly all of us will have had the experience where we let go of a story or an idea to of something too early and we just felt it you know oh that was too early to talk about I think something that works for me really well and something I do talk to you about a lot more than the actual content of my book is the the is like how I'm going I talked about this earlier but like I, I it's much easier for me to say oh I'm finding writing really hard today mm. rather than like plot point C point one mm. isn't working and mm. I don't, I need a fix for it. Like that's actually for some reason, a more vulnerable, difficult conversation conversation for me to have with you than like, Oh, it was really hard for me to write today. Mm. Like that's something that I love to talk to you about. And we always talk to you about, I, I find it really easy to talk to you about. Mm. I don't know if that's just my personality or if you would find it easier, like to just, that's almost like a gateway maybe to talking to your partner about creativity, just talking to, talking to them on those terms of like, it's almost just been like work was hard today. Yeah. Yeah. Writing was hard today. Or yeah. Rather than have, rather than going into that like complex craft uh, mm. oriented conversation being like, you know, even, even if they can't understand, because they can't understand the craft because they've never experienced it talking to a partner or family members and saying, I did my craft and it was really hard and I'm feeling really vulnerable and really frustrated and, and having that as more of a gateway into them seeing your creative world. Yeah. Now, often conversations we have are like, I need you to support me this week to write. Like yeah. we've been having this tr- this problem lately where um, because we've both been so tired, we're finding it really hard to get out of bed. And so like, uh, because no one's making us get out of bed. So it's yeah. like one of us has to be the person who makes us get out of bed and go to the cafe and if both of us don't want to get out of bed, go to the cafe, then we're not going to we're go fucked. out and get out of bed and go to the cafe. So it's yeah. like, but what does help is if one, like Amy's come to my rescue in the last couple of days and been like, look, I'm just going to really support you. And I'm going to encourage you to make sure you get your writing in, even if we don't go to the cafe. Yeah. Yeah. And just being very open with those sort of like energy scenarios yeah. and just flagging to each other the difficulties you can foresee coming yeah. in the near future. And that doesn't need to, well, what I 
what I've done and what you do for me in terms of like, I'm really going to support you over the next 10 days to make sure that you show up doesn't require either of us to be a creative mm. and having family members, partnerships, friendships in which you can ask for support in that way. doesn't require them to understand your craft. I'm telling them what you need. Like, yeah, Amy, I need you to like, not let me go into this. Is what I said to you last night. I need you to not let me go into the other room. So like essentially we have two rooms in our house <laughs> and I'm like, if I go into the other room, I'm just going to like get the iPad or something and I'm going to go on Reddit. Mm. So like, you've got to just keep me confined to the bedroom this morning and I'll write there. So what Amy did for me this morning was so cute. She went and got me a takeaway coffee mm. and she went and got my laptop for me when it was charging in the other room and bought it to me in bed. And I wrote in bed mm. and that's what I needed. Mm. And I just asked for her. I mean, I just asked for that last night. Yeah. And like, I didn't, re- it didn't require me to be a writer. Mm. It didn't require me to understand, you know, sci- science fiction and fantasy. It just required me to understand that that's, that you needed to have time in the room without distraction. Yeah. And just like calling attention to the problem areas. There were going to be problems for me if I went into that other room mm. and, if I was, if, yeah, I just needed your help there to, to do two small things for me. Yeah, I think this is a really good point. And I mean, obviously, we, I can't understand everybody's situation and everyone's relationships. But I do speak to an inordinate amount of creatives who have partners who just don't understand what they do. And I just, again, like, I really feel for you and I see you. But I don't think it needs to be something that you just live, you know, you don't need to live in isolation, creative isolation here. And there is room through communication to have them support you even if they can't truly understand yeah and don't like you don't have to be like these are the nuances of my craft just literally tell them the one or two things you need from them to Mm. support you that day like Mm. they don't have to have any understanding of what creativity is just to be able to do those one or two tasks like i need you to clean up the kitchen on monday wednesday and friday nights because i really need that time yeah to write yeah and that's that's encroaching my time that's a really simple task that you can do for me that would just like bring me so much joy and how incredibly validating and permission giving for you to ask something like that like i'm taking my writing so seriously that i'm asking you to support me and i'm asking you to, to give to gift me time so that i can take this seriously like it's such an affirmation to yourself that you're doing the work and you're taking this seriously and i think it just only serves you and your craft and your creative I know, ambition um, Kate Forsyth, who's a wonderful, very successful Australian writer who write, um, teaches at the Australian Writer Centre, she told me she told our, our class a story um, when I was did her historical fiction course a few months ago, she, or before COVID, so more than a few months ago. <laughs> um, she said she makes her husband take the kids out for I think four hours on a Sunday nice. morning, and I think this maybe was before she was a professional writer. She right. made her husband do this, um, and. She was like, just told him, I just need, the, I just need you to take the kids out of the house yeah. on a Sunday morning, yeah. every week, yeah, for four hours. I need you to do it. A beautiful, another beautiful example. And I think it was that was really successful. That really worked really well for her. I love that. Hmm. These are very vulnerable things to ask, but I think just like, I mean, I think they're the key to you know creative joy and creative flow and creative success. Yeah. Because you deserve to have that time cut out for you and you deserve to have the support. And if you find that in your partner or your family, whoever it is that you're thinking about right now, is never going to be the craft person, they're never going to fully understand uh, you as a creative soul. Um, There are other places to find it. Like even James, you know, you said, I'm happy to talk to my writer's friends about it, but I'm not happy to talk to me. And so you are, you find the people who talk, talk about the craft in other areas of your life. Like it doesn't need to be your one partner. And as you said, like I am a literally 
an author and a creative coach, yes. and it's still like I still for some fucking reason because there's don't something qualify. about the, the spouse relationship. <laughs> I right? don't mind. I don't mind. Yeah, I know, but it's just like it's interesting. There is something about the the close family relationship where I feel extra vulnerable telling you my ideas. Like some fucking stranger from my writing class. I don't give a fuck if they think my yeah, writing's bad. Yeah. Like, you know. Yeah, it's interesting. And they can. I don't. If they. Yeah. And I think. And I. And I probably feel feel uh, incorrectly that they're going to give me more honest feedback. Mm. I'm like that random isn't going to hold back on me. Mm. Yeah, no, it's I mean an interesting perspective. I'm sure that you would tell me if you thought of an idea wasn't going to work, or you'd give me alternative. But it is but more complicated, right? Like you can't, can't be just straight cunt. You can't, no. Yeah. No, nah, but like Pete from my writing class, he doesn't care if he's a cunt. <laughs> he is. Guy was born to be a cunt. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, this is a, comes into a big conversation about who we share our art with anyway, because as you know, I have a lot of opinions about this and I have a lot of beliefs about like keeping our art safe and making sure that we're choosing the right people to share it with. And I think coming home to the realization that maybe your partner or your family member isn't the right person to talk about the nuances of your craft is quite big and it can be quite upsetting. But I don't think it's like... It's not a bad thing about your relationship. It doesn't. It doesn't mean anything's broken. It just. It's just the way it is. It's just such a vulnerable and complex thing. Our art and our creativity, and it needs to be taken care of, uh, and it needs to be nurtured in really specific ways. And your partner doesn't have to give you everything. Hundred percent. Yeah. Interesting. Big conversation. Yeah. Interesting. I hadn't really thought about it till one minute before we started this, this podcast. <laughs> Yeah. Which is just another reason why if you're thinking about starting a podcast or doing a blog or something, just fucking do it. Like we literally we <laughs> show up and we talk about it for 10 seconds before we talk and then that's it. Like that's all the prep we do. Yeah. And you get better and better at it, I yeah. think, thinking mm. on the spot. Yeah. All right, guys, again, thank you so much for being with us this year. I'm sending you all a lot of love. I know the end of the year is going to be really challenging for a lot of us. We've just been thrown into a last-minute lockdown. We're literally the only place in Australia that has COVID right now. Yeah. Our little, like peninsula little like 10 minute drive either side of our house yeah um so i know it's gonna be difficult for a lot of us and i just want to acknowledge that and i want you to acknowledge that and i want you to go slow with yourself um keep creating keep following your calling we need you we need your art and thank you for being here and witnessing us yeah thank you so much it's been so nice and we'll probably see i don't know when we'll start again maybe like mid-jan mid-jan end of jan depends on energy levels yeah we'll see yeah, I guess we'll probably, we'll probably do an episode for um for the burnout artist oh, when yeah. you release, release, release a new book. Cool mm. guys. All right, thank you so much. Yeah, thanks guys. Have Bye. a good holiday. Bye. <laughs>